the game is over, but we're just getting started. You're listening to The Fifth Quarter, presented by Twitch on the Raiders Podcast Network. Well, it was a very preseason-y preseason game, but your Las Vegas Raiders are now 3-0 in the preseason. Eddie Pascal hanging out here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center with my man EA. And welcome to the fifth quarter presented by Twitch. EA, a weird game, yep. a good game. And I feel like most importantly, we learned a lot more about your 2022 Las Vegas Raiders. So let's start here. Things that we liked from the 15-13 win over the Dolphins. Well, first of all, the Russian attack has been tremendous I should say the first three weeks. We had 140 yards rush, 144 tonight in 156, I believe, Ooh. against yeah, I think Minnesota. You're right. yep. Yeah, it was 150 plus. I know. 150 that. plus, yeah. So, again, ultimately, whatever team you're on, you want to be a balanced football team. And that's something that's going to allow us to win the time of possession. Um, keep the quarterback relatively clean, <laughs> which is really important for us, right? And uh, overall, just kind of, you know, the personality of Josh is about dominating the line of scrimmage. So all those things uh, point very well for this football team. Plus, I think without the linebackers kind of even traveling, I thought for the most part, the linebackers played pretty well. And you like to you like to see that. And I think you make a, a good point where a lot of the uh, the big dogs on this Raiders offense and defense really didn't play. I'm mean, obviously you're down Max Crosby, Derek Carr, Chandler Jones. I mean the list goes on and on and on. Yep. Uh, but this you know the Raiders went down to Miami, come back with a win, and you bring up a great point about the rushing attack too. Where at the half the Raiders had 25 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. They finished the game 25 carries for 144 yards, nearly six yards a carry. So I think to see kind of the adjustments that Josh and the staff made at halftime. You're having a hard time getting things going on the ground. Insert, uh, you know, Britton Brown and some yes. and uh, Chase Garbers too. Shout out to Chase Garbers. Chase Garber. 11, 11 yards to carry, man. Your third quarterback going 11 yards a pop. You love to see yeah, it. Yeah, for but sure. But I think it speaks to the balance that, that I think Josh ultimately wants to see. Uh, and to now see this not one, but two, but three weeks in a row is really, really exciting. But let's shift to the defensive side of the ball because right. this is why we love having you here. You and I were watching the game here in our new fantastically decorated green room. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. On, on the money. Shout out to Marcus. Did yes, a very nice job. For sure. God Martha, Lena- Martha Stewart would be yes. kind of envious of, Absolutely. of our, of he our did, room. He did a fantastic job. But you and I were sitting there and, and we're watching the game and, and we both kind of nodded our head and, and looked up a few times. I think Jonathan Abram had a really, really nice first half. Yes. Really nice. What did you see from him tonight outside of just being active around the football? You know, the thing that I like about this situation here is his role has been defined. And it's, it's clear that you just need to do your job. It just seemed like in previous years, he was trying to just shoulder all of the you know, the defensive philosophy. I need to cover deep. I need to cover this guy. I need to be in the box. This time, it just seems like the roles are defined for him. I went out early in practice, like we were talking about, early, you know, in training camp, and it was just like the defense on a mistake would stop, and they would coach him up. Why did you make the decision? Well, this is the reason why you need to make another decision, and we're going to explain to you how this is going to set you up for later on in the game or later on in the season. And I think he has really flourished in that type of coaching. You know, and I, you brought up a great point. We were talking about one of Jonathan's. I think they technically gave him a pass defense where he rushed the quarterback, right, where he rushed Tua, yeah. gets his hands up. And I think that that to me was a moment of, 
okay, this is who John Abram has grown into, right? This is how John Abram has matured. And you were talking about how this is maybe a play that he doesn't make a year ago, two yeah. years ago. But in this instance, you see, okay, this is something he's worked on. He's learned. He's gone back and watched the tape. And now you see the tangible benefits of that time spent. Yeah, he's a very smart guy and very intelligent football player. And we all have to try and get better every day, every practice. And one of the things that we loved about Jonathan is he's so aggressive, super aggressive, right? So you see something and he is, you know, red line at it. And what you have to do at times is understand what the player is trying to do. Right. So when you're rushing a quarterback, usually a quarterback likes to either pump fake and have you jump in the air. Right. Then pull it back down and run. Or you like to spin out. So what we like to do is we like to red dot the upfield shoulder. That means that when I'm coming, I'm still coming hard, but I'm red dotting your upfield shoulder. So if you turn out, you're going to run, turn right into a headache. Right. And that's you can see him start that process of leveraging understanding, yeah, I can still run hard, but I'm going to use my leverage to force him. If he's going to run, he's going to have to go back into the crowd. So little things like that may not seem like it's a lot, but for him to play under control and utilize those things that he's been taught, it means a big difference for him. And if you have an in-control Jonathan Abram, if you have a Jonathan <laughs> Abram who is, who is, and we talked about it, playing to his strengths yes. and being put in position to play to his strength, this defense gets a whole lot more exciting because we talked yeah. about a lot. Jonathan Abram is fundamentally a good football player. Very good football player. So if you player. can have a fundamentally good football player, a really good athlete like he is on the back end, paired up with Trayvon Merrick, yeah. well, you're starting to cook with the ass a little bit now. Uh, uh, for sure. And again, I, there's a lot to go along with playing in the second level and, and third level in this, but we were breaking down film last year, and it was just such a joy to see. He'd make plays behind the line of scrimmage, and he was – starting off in the secondary, like at the third level. He would disguise and come down to the to the second level right behind the linebackers and run a guy down in the backfield. And then the next play, he's running from sideline to sideline. So he has tremendous ability. He's an outstanding football player. And it looks like this coaching is really allowing him to take that next step. Exactly. And that's what we're, we're looking to see in 2022. Uh, another guy defensively that had a really nice evening, Tashawn Bauer finishes his night with five tackles, a sack. It's going to take a while to read this stat line, my goodness. <laughs> a sack, two TFLs, a quarterback hit. I mean, this is a guy who is really, uh, you know, it seems like week after week after week, gotten better, progressed. We heard Josh McDaniels talking about him post-game and his familiarity with what Deshaun brings to the table. But, I mean, another good football player that had a really nice night when he needed to have one in the big way. So important for this football team to develop third and fourth pass rushers. Mm -hmm. So, again, we know we have the best two guys in the league right now. Yep. We're on the football field, but not they're not going to play 75 snaps a game. So you need those people who are going to back up and give them that depth in that position. You need to have them guys ready to play and get after the quarterback. You have to find a way to when we get to third down or second down, it's long and it's an obvious passing situation. We can't always have Chandler. Chandler's an older dude, right? Yeah. So he's going to give you as many plays as he can, yeah. but he's not going to be like Max who's going to want to play every game. So it's very important to establish that now. And one thing about this coaching staff, which I like, how they approach preseason games it's just an extension of practice. So there's certain things that we don't do in practice anymore. We don't go full speed in practice anymore, you know, because we don't want to hurt our guys. We don't go to the ground as a defensive back. You don't try and rip through your receiver's hands to try and break his fingers like you would do in a game. So you wait 
until preseason games to be able to do all that in its extension. So you're just grading them, the coaching-wise. You're grading your players like you would be grading practice. And you come to the sideline, you get some correction, you go back on the football field. And again, it shows you that this coaching style and philosophy has worked because Bauer is continually getting better each snap, each possession, each series. You know, switching to things on the offensive side of the football that we liked, and we're going to get into the things that we need to see improved and, and getting ready to rock uh, by the time we play the Patriots next week. Uh, I think two guys coming into this game, or I should say a group of guys that I was, I was looking to see coming into this game, was kind of that depth at the wide receiver room, right? You obviously know what you got in Devontae and Hunter, et cetera, et cetera. But who are the guys towards the bottom of that, that depth chart that are going to really make a push to make this team? Uh, two guys I think had really nice nights tonight, Keelan Cole and DJ Turner. Keelan Cole finishes his night, three catches for 44 yards. DJ Turner finishes with one catch for 16, but contributes in the special teams game as well. I mean, these are two dudes that I feel like Needed to have big games tonight. Needed to kind of say, yo, Josh McDaniels, I'm here. I need the ball in my hands. And they did exactly that. That's perfect. And again, you have to develop that third receiver when we go to what we call 11 personnel. When you have one tight end who's probably going to be Waller and one running back, which is Josh, you need three receivers. So Hunter's going to be in the inside, probably. And Devontae's on the outside. Who's that other guy going to be? And he's going to have chances. It's going to be his turn a lot when you have that defense swung over to Devontae Adams and you have the safety and the linebacker trying to bracket Hunter. So now it's one-on-one with that outside guy. And this is, again, another chance to see that receiver and how he's going to develop and be a better football player, you know, in situations when he's on the outside running what we call those drive routes where he's running kind of that that deep post or they have like a high-low concept and, and Hunter's running the 10 or 12-yard uh, cross route and then you're going to run that 18-yard route. So being able to get the ball, catch it, run through contact, all those sort of things. I think these two guys have a lot of uh, uh, opportunities and chances to make those plays and be seen by this coaching staff. And then if you can kind of pop on special teams, man, that's always, you know, you want to raise your hands. That's right. Like, hey, coach, I, I can return too. I can return. I can make a kick. I can I can cover. So, again, that third receiver is going to be a, a – a, big-time player for this football team. And, and it's interesting, too, because you and I obviously liked what we saw from DJ Turner, and I, I don't know if we enjoyed him as much as Matt Millen. Matt Millen on the broadcast two or three times was like, this guy's got to make the team. He's got to find a way to make the team. But he brings up a great point where DJ, I think, brings a little different skill set than a lot of these wide receivers on the team right now. And I think you look at Hunter and, and Hunter's ability to contribute in the special teams area, and I am of the mind I would like to see a little less of Hunter returning punts in 2022. <laughs> like, obviously, he's a super dynamic guy, right. right? And he brings some... Except for when they're faking it and you need a Exa- guy to yeah, come exactly. and make a tackle. Exactly. That's like I mean, my favorite play of yeah. the year last year. I mean, unless you need a guy to, to kind of be like a, a mock-free safety. <laughs> right. Then, yeah, throw Hunter in there. But, uh, you know, I think DJ really brings something unique to this group, and I think that if you were to make this 53, I think his addition really makes that room a lot more complete, a lot more multifaceted, a lot more, uh, you know, from A to Z. You have some you have guys that can do a little bit of everything in there. Yeah, for sure. And that's what it's about. And we keep talking about this staff and what they like. And you hear when they're being interviewed, versatility, uh, smart football players, guys who can do just you know, not what we ask them, but do more than that. Mm. And that is really important with football players, being a versatile guy, being able to play inside and outside, being able to play special teams, both kickoff and return, being able to do that extra thing that keeps you on the football field if you're not one of those 22 
guys, right, that it makes up the, the foundation of your football team, those other players are so critical and important for this football team that uh, DJ could be one of those guys. And then last but not least, before we look ahead to what we'd like to see be better next week against the Patriots, Jared Stidham, I think a really nice afternoon slash evening uh, in Miami. He goes 7 for 10, 80 yards, two drives, uh, looks very much in control of this Raiders offense. And, and that first drive in particular, EA, I mean, he was under duress for almost, yes. I felt like almost every time he dropped back, there was someone in his face. But give him credit, he stepped up, he took his hits, and he really marched that, that Raiders offense down the field. He sure did. And one one of the things that you really love about this guy is he's willing to stick in the pocket and allow the routes to develop at times. Uh, I know, and I know early on things were getting quick and he was, the ball was out of his hands quick, which is great for all of linemen. Hey, I don't have to block so long, but when you needed that critical third and long, he was able to let the route develop and be able to go from left to right, make a critical throw for a first down. Uh, so again, he he has master of this offense. It seems like yeah, a dude and who very much is very. It seems at least from the outside looking in, super comfortable super with what comfortable. Josh is asking yeah. him to do. Which that's what you want your quarterback. You want him to feel like, hey, I can go into this game and manage the football game. And if I need a big time play, I'm not afraid to tuck it and run, which we've seen him do in the past. And his ability to kind of understand where everyone's supposed to be, the where the receivers are supposed to be in certain times of, of the down looks to be uh, very strong. Yeah. And, and speaking of, uh, we talked about him being under duress a lot, especially on that first series, which segues into, you know, what we need to see kind of be better going yeah. forward. EA. And, yeah. and, you know, we look at the offense of line your starting offensive line tonight from left to right uh, is Illuminor uh, Andre James excuse me Andre James at center Lester Cotton right guard Alex Leatherwood right tackle uh, and Dylan Parham at left guard I apologize I skipped over him the first time uh, <laughs> but it was another night EA of we talked about how good the Raiders were on the ground mm-hmm. and the flip side of that is four sacks allowed and Jared Stidham under constant duress like we're three games into the preseason. I think it's important to put preseason in big, bold, neon letters, You're right. right? You're right. The Raiders are 3-0 and in said preseason. But I think over, you know, over the, the next couple, you know, next week of the joint practices and then ultimately when you wrap up the preseason on Friday night, consistency along the offensive line. That, to me, is the big thing of how do we get to that place? Yeah. That is the critical question right now uh, as we look at Raider fans understand. 13 sacks in three games. That's not good. And and that's one of the reasons why you see so many screens early, just to kind of try and get the offensive linemen feeling like they're confident in what they're trying to do. The play call is successful, but 13 sacks in three games, just too much. And there's a lot of volatility right now with the offensive line. And early on, we saw a lot of stunts that were giving us problems. I thought we cleared that up a little bit against Minnesota. But tonight, it's just a lot of just seemed like we weren't technically in the right spot. Right. And it comes down to technique and and what you're trying to do in communication. And you have to as an offensive line, you all have to work together. It's not an individual position. It's not like, hey, I'm corner. I have you man to man. And if I make a play on a ball, it's me. If I get beat, it's me. Offensive line, you guys have to work together. It has to be a, a combination of, of consistency, communication. Your technique has to be right. And if either one of those things are wrong, you know, we're giving up pressures. And that's just not what we need to go into the season with. And obviously, I think Tuesday and Wednesday of next week are super important 
for this football team, but for this offensive line. And, and make me a little bit smarter here, EA, where we've talked about how good they've been running the ball, right? I mean, I think it's one at least 130 in these three, these three preseason games. The Raiders have been able to get it going on the ground. But then we talk about the 13 sacks. It's an offensive line. It's, it's an offensive it's line. I don't want to say it, it's the same offensive line. <laughs> like, game but but what is, the, what yeah. is I guess, the difference here? What is the thing that's changing well, that makes them so effective on one aspect of it, but having struggled in the other? Yeah, a couple things. First of all, when we're talking passing, sometimes it's an obvious situation. And that situation is you're not successful on first down. And we talk so much about how important first down is for offense and a defense. So defensively, you're trying to hold that offense to two yards or less on first down. To put them in situations that you're in third and long. Now you're in third and long, I can look, give you zone dogs. I can give you multiple blitzes. I can really put the pressure on your offensive linemen. They're going to have to hold up for a little longer than three seconds because you're going to have to let the play develop downfield. So my speed rushers have their ears pointed back. They have their fast shoes on, and they're jet rushing up the football field. So that is the reason why we have so many issues when we're getting predictable situations on third downs or second downs when they're obvious passing downs. That gives the defense the advantage. But when we're running the football, now the offensive linemen have the opportunity and the chance after you've run some screen plays, now we're pulling guards. We're, our center is getting to the second level, and that's why our running backs are so successful in these times, usually later in the game. So it's, it's a combination of our offensive line has to do a much better job of protecting on those obvious situations, right? Our tackles have to do a much better job of keeping those edge speed rushers out of the backfield because they're collapsing from outside in. Interior-wise, it's all about seeing the stunts up front and being vocal enough, having the communication to pass off guys. Sometimes early in the football game, you don't see it very well, and then – third quarter maybe, you'll see a great pass off where the center is passing off the loop to the guard and the guard is sticking, right? His eyes are in the right place. It all comes down to seeing things over and over. And that's why it's important to get a group that plays well together. So we're seeing things together. We're all seeing the same things because our eyes, as our coaches are talking to us in the meeting rooms, our eyes are all in the same correct right place. And you know what helps all of this? And, I, you know, I said, you know, we've got to put, you know, preseason in big, bold, neon letters. <laughs> Let's not forget that we haven't seen Colton Miller first snap. Yeah. And your Pro Bowl left tackle is going to inherently help the entire offensive line. <laughs> yep. Right. So I can I can certainly understand, especially if I'm uh, if I'm Jared Stidham, I'm like, yo, I, I need a little bit of time back here. Like, I get that. I totally do. But it's right. also important. Let's remember the, the Raiders are not rolling out with their top five right now. But all the same, yep. you want to see them get better, you know, better week after week after week. And right. and oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's a great point, uh, because if I have my Pro Bowl left tackle, I'm not concerned about sliding the line mm-hmm to the left side, right? Now I can use my back to chip and help on the right side or cover my right side uh, tackle with a tight end. So now that seven technique in is going to hit the tight end before he goes out, that's going to give me a little more time. So at this point, you're not sure who you're chipping. You yeah. know? And, and Josh probably like, forget it. Everybody just go out, yeah. you know, get the ball out. I mean, all the same, I know we would, we, I think all of us collectively would sleep a lot better next Saturday night if yeah. the Raiders offensive line Friday at Allegiant in the preseason finale puts together a complete 60-minute 
effort. We're not worried about Jared Stidham, Nick Mullins, Chase Garbers laying on their back. We're feeling good about what the big <laughs> fellows up front are doing. But just right. one kind of statistical anomaly here, yeah, as I look through the uh, the rushing numbers from today, the Raiders had three players average at least seven yards a carry. That's pretty wild, man. That's good stuff. You got Britton Brown finishes nine for seventy. That's seven point eight. Uh, Chase Garbers, the aforementioned Mary, Marcus Mariota 2.0. Yeah. Uh, four carries for 44. He's at 11. Uh, uh, and then DJ Turner, I was yeah. just seven yards a carry too, getting involved in the backfield too. And I think Matt Millen brought up a great point on the broadcast where he said, I think that's another area where DJ Turner can contribute to this team is get him involved in the backfield, see what he can do in those spots. And, you know, we talk about building a complete wide receiver room. That's not something you're really going to ask Devontae to do. That's not yeah. something you're going to ask Keelan Cole to do. Right. But all of a sudden, if you're DJ Turner and you can add that little range Josh McDaniel's offense, you got to feel pretty good about yourself. And you know it's in there. Josh mm-hmm. has created so many different variables of offense. You know it's in there. He has so much and has seen so much. So if those things are working, because again, you want to take pressure off the offensive line. So misdirection is a great way to do that. To add to the screen and draw game, there can be receivers in the backfield, quick toss here. Okay, so you get a quick toss. You don't have to worry about the rush. And now it's all about that receiver getting to the boundary. You get some good blocking and who knows what's going to happen. You can average 10 yards to carry. So that's very important. Again, it all comes down to having smart football players, having football players that are versatile and have a coaching staff that understands its strengths and weaknesses and always has a game plan to accentuate those positives and really negate those negatives. And last thing before we get out of here, uh, perhaps most exciting from this entire uh, night tonight, EA, we can now officially look ahead to the joint practices of the New England <laughs> Patriots. It's the uh, the two days we've all had circled on the calendar for yeah. a couple months now. You're going to be back in the house here with us at yeah, the Intermountain Healthcare wait. Performance Center. Uh, it's going to be a blast. But from a player point of view, what is the what can you get out of these joint practices that you can't get out of a preseason game? Well, first of all, it's ones on ones, and we had the um, fortunate you know, ability to have most of our players come back off. So we have our corners back. We have our defensive tackle, Hankins. He's going back. Well, Nichols as well. well Nichols will be back. So you're going to see all of the practice drills in practice, seven on seven, team, red zone, goal line, short yardage, all those things, all those situational football sessions are going to be ones-on-ones against arguably the best defensive coordinator in the history of football. So Derek and Devontae and Hunter and Waller and Josh are going to be matched up against all those things that Bill is going to throw at them. They're going to see some some looks that on first down that they've never seen before, right? And they're going to have to get up and run whatever offense they have against that. It's going to be a great battle of two outstanding coaches going against each other with ones-on-ones, and that is the best thing you can do. Continually get that work over and over and over. And then afterwards, you go back to the huddle when the twos go, and you think about and you talk about, hey, this happened here. Oh, he's playing me outside leverage, and then he slides in on the snap of the ball. Okay, I got that. So now Devontae and, and, uh, and D.C. can kind of do their thing. And it, it is just a absolute – I always thought it was the best work of the whole preseason by working with the team in practice because you're able to kind of break the positives and negatives down almost immediately.
And do you think that the fact that these two teams play much later in the season, do you think that Josh and Bill keep something yes. a little? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm setting you up, yeah. yeah I wanted, yeah. I'm, that's oh, what I'm I trying know. to get you. I'm yeah. driving the car, right. and I'm pulling you. up to the bus stop, <laughs> and I say, all right, Eric, here you go. So what, what are these guys going right. to keep in the back pocket? So they're going to keep, obviously, defensively, they're not going to show you everything. They're going to give you some looks at the line of scrimmage uh, that are very vanilla and basic. And you're going to have to either, if you're a defender, hey, maybe I have to what we call two-gap this one, right? But in the season, totally different kind of looks, particularly in the secondary, what they're going to do against our offense. They're not going to show if they're going to double one receiver or if they're going to bring the safety down and cover this guy. They're not going to give you any exotic blitzing and coverage schemes that they're going to do during the season. But in the box, you can't hide a lot of stuff in the box. The box is going to be the box. Even you have, Either you're going to have eight guys in a box, you're going to have seven guys in a box. Those kind of things, which are important for also line, right, those are things that are going to you know, kind of be the same. But it's that back-end coverage stuff you're really not going to see. And I'm pretty sure Josh is not going to have his best cover three beaters, his best cover four beaters, those kind of things that uh, you're going to have during the season when you're trying to win a football game. Although red zone packages, two-minute packages, really don't change a lot. So that'll be interesting to see. I always thought I learned more from an offense looking and learning at their two-minute in their red zone packages. So, And we'll have those, too, in, in, in our joint – Practice. Why don't those change as much you throughout the course of a year? You, you can't change those things mm-hmm. because those are things that's called from the sideline and their specific purpose. So if I'm in two-minute and I'm trying to um, run the two-minute without any timeouts, all my routes have to be yeah. outbreaking routes, right? I can't be changing all that stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, red zone, and I know we have a great – I mean, Josh is awesome at red zone. And last year, I think he was eighth – seventh or you know somewhere in there with a rookie quarterback a little bit better than we were yeah yeah yeah. and and if he if we just cut our red zone in half because we were 20s and 15s and that's what a rookie quarterback he had in Mm -hmm. new england if we can just cut those in half that's probably two games for us in the red zone red zone so important but again that's one of the packages that really you don't change a lot because there's only a limited amount of room you can work so you got your fade you got your slant you got your screen games so some of those things don't change but you really understand like what the offense is trying to do when you look at those two combinations two minute and red zone get an idea of the personality of the coach and what he's trying to accomplish it'll be really interesting though i was just kind of thinking as you were talking through it you know who probably knows Josh McDaniel's red zone better, <laughs> better than anyone? It's Bill Belichick. Yes, I know. I mean, like, I this is going to be an incredible, like, I mean, at some point, everyone's got the answers to the yeah, test. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then it's about who's better on the football field. Yeah. And that's what's great about our game is, you know, all these young men are trying to get a spot. And they were drafted, you know, way up here at number one or not drafted at all. But when you come here, you have to earn it. Right. Nothing is given to you. You have to earn it. And it's the same thing when you're on the football field and they know what you're going to do. It, it comes down to can you guard Devontae Adams? Yeah, I know you're going to run a fade. Or are you going to run? But can you guard it? And can you protect Derek? Those are the kind of things that keeps our game lively and pure and exciting.
Yeah, it's going to be a blast, man. I mean, tonight, <laughs> I it's going to be... I can't be, wait. I know, it's going to be... I mean, look, tonight was great. Raiders win 15-13. Yeah, yeah. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're flying back to Miami. Everyone gets here safe and sound. Obviously, that's a, that's a W. The Raiders are 3-0, and but... Right. This is going to be a lot of fun. This, this is going to be a fun week. Right, this is going to yeah. be a fun week. The re- interaction yes. between, you know, Bill and John. I wonder how that's going to go. So, I, I mean, front row seat. Now, this is my question. When they meet for the first time, when they connect uh-huh. on the field here, is it a handshake? Is it is it the man hug? Oh, or no, is it, it is it, it just just it, uh, just some knucks and we're out of there? I, I think it's. I think it's either a handshake or knuckles. Oh, okay. I, I don't think it's going to be a hug. No <laughs> way going to be a hug. You know, Josh is not going there for the whole, you know, and, and you know, Bill's not going to hug. No, him. no, there, you know? no. <laughs> so I'm hopefully getting a little uh, one-on-one time with Bill. Oh, there we <laughs> hey, go. I'm trying, there we go. I'll be on the field and talk to Bill. Yeah. You know? Well, me and you will report back next week after <laughs> after Joy yes. Pride. It's going to be a blast, though, man. And this was a yeah. blast, too. It was great to have I you in know. the building. It'll Always. be good to have you in next week. So, Ready Pascal, my man Eric Allen, Ray on the ones and twos everyone is silver and black productions who helps get our little program uh really from a to z and making sure that nothing blows up or you know we don't split any fuses <laughs> along the way big thank you to all of them and thank you guys for listening and we will catch you guys next week after the preseason finale and quick programming note before we're out of here I, and Ray knows this, am going to a wedding next week. All so right. fifth quarter, we'll still be rocking and rolling, but our man Q Myers from Raider Nation Radio Q. 920 is going to be sitting in this chair and uh, providing the inside and the breakdown and all that. So make sure you guys are still subscribed, you know, turn the push notifications on because Q is going to do a fantastic job uh, and he will be carrying with you guys all next week, or I should say at the end of next week yep. for the fifth quarter presented by Twitch. Thank you for listening to The Fifth Quarter, presented by Twitch. Make sure to download the Raiders mobile app, and we'll see you next week.